Today, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we are going to go through the AEW Double or Nothing review. There were two title changes, a betrayal, and much more, guys. And it was an incredible pay-per-view. Uh, there was a little bit of a cluster, you know what, that went on. But we're going to go through that. So stay tuned to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. to your face you can't get ready for us no sir And we are live through Facebook and YouTube, guys. And we're going to go through the uh, double or nothing. I don't know how you guys felt about the pay-per-view, but I think the pay-per-view did its job. Um, I wasn't expecting much from this pay-per-view because the way they did this, uh, the storylines that didn't push it, that were pushing more of the four pillars and the elite versus the BCC. But there was surprises. Um, one surprise that happened that I, I didn't think it was going to happen, even though I had predicted a title change and whatnot. Um, it was crazy. It was crazy last night. But let me start off by, first of all, the way the pre-show started, and this is one of my complaints that I noticed, and it was that um, AEW is starting to do things that WWE does on their pre-shows. A lot of talk, a lot of panels. I don't know why they're doing that. Why are you following that format and you got a whole hour to do this and you just gave us one match? That's all you gave us, one match. And the match that they gave us was nothing to look at. And uh, the continuation with the Firm versus the, the Hardys, Hook, and Isaiah Cassidy, a storyline that's not entertaining to begin with, that's what they gave us for the pre-show. A six-man tag with the Hardy Boys and Hook versus Ethan Page, and uh, I believe was the, the gun club on that. And now, the stipulation of this match was if Ethan Page loses, now the Hardys and Hook own his contract. Are we still on the same bullcrap going on since, what was it, uh, Jeff Hardy, Inc., uh, my Matt Hardy, Inc., or The Office, whatever they would call back then, they still running with this. This is a boring storyline. No one cares. And, of course, we saw the Hardy Boys and Hook win this match. The one thing that I was kind of concerned was Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy kind of slipped twice from the ropes while attempting to make a move. And the next thing you know, at one point he fell. And I was like, is this guy drunk again? Is he high again? This was the first thing that came into my mind and whatnot. Uh, but... And he looked like he got hurt. So basically, I'm going to say that he got hurt because he hasn't taken bumps in 11 months. So that, you know, uh, I'm going to give him a, a slide on that. Then we had the Blackjack 21 Royal, uh, not Royal Royal, but uh, Battle Royal, where Isaiah Cassidy put his AEW international title on the line. And I thought to myself, well, that's not going to be in the pre-show. But they started introducing all these wrestlers and between five minutes and before the actual pay-per-view started, and they started introducing all these people in there. You had uh you had Brian Cage, you got Swerve, you had 
Jay White and Juice Robinson, which I, once I saw Jay White in there, I'm like, it's perfect for him to win the belt, the AEW International title, because it's an AEW International title. You can go to Japan when you're not allowed to go to Japan. But unfortunately, a uh, Jay White did not make it to the end. Um, then the pay-per-view started, and it was very exciting. Uh, Battle Royal, I can't complain about that. Um, um, it was very interesting until the last part when we saw uh, Orange Cassidy go and be the last one to face Swerve. Uh, and it was very entertaining. It looked like uh, Orange Cassidy was going to lose the belt. I mean, he took some bumps from uh, from Swerve that I was like, wow. Uh, but at the end, Orange Cassidy was able to overcome all that. And he went and ended up uh, winning the ba- uh, the Battle Royal. And I-, I think they're still pushing this guy to the end of the world. He has beaten everybody. And somewhere down the line, he has to lose the belt to someone sooner or later. So I, I don't know what they're doing with that. The unsanctioned match between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. The way this match started, started with the, what, what, what was to come of the cluster fuck that AEW did last night. Um, this was the first one. You had Jericho come out with the whole JS, and then you had Adam Cole come out with Roderick Strong and Sabu. What was the purpose of Sabu being there? Sabu came out, was throwing chairs, throwing stuff, and he looked like he couldn't take a, a, a hit from anybody because he was kind of gasping, gasping for air. Um, and, and at one point, I'm like, okay, why did they start the match this way? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and you saw that that uh, Sabu was, he's not in shape to be nowhere near the ring. I mean, toward the end, all the JS member, Roderick Strong and Sabu went to the back. Um, and then we had Adam Cole and Jericho going at it and whatnot. And at one point, we saw Britt Baker come on when Jericho pulled out the candlestick to use on Adam Cole. Uh, Britt Baker came out with her own uh candlestick and started beating Jericho with it and then Soraya came out only to get hit with the candlestick and at the end we saw uh, Adam Cole go and use the same chain that uh, uh, Jericho brought in with handcuff and handcuff himself to Chris Jericho and started beating on him where Jericho couldn't respond and we saw him uh, pretty much uh, didn't respond to the belt. All, all we Edwards went and pretty much uh, rang the bell in that match. Um, but did it live to the hype? It kind of, in a way. But uh, the way the, the ending was just, I didn't like the way the ending. Uh, so now we're going to have this Wednesday, we're going to have Soraya and Jericho team up against Britt Baker and Adam Cole. We're going to have a intergender match coming up this Wednesday night. Then we have FTR versus Jay Lito and Jeff Jarrett. Um, they got a lot of heat. I mean, Karen coming in, Jeff Jarrett's wife, as part of AEW, as being part of that tag team, she brings a lot of heat from the fans. Um, there was so much interference in this match. I mean, you had uh, Sanjay Duck coming out of nowhere. And at one point, we even saw Audrey Edwards get hit with a guitar over her head. Yes, that Audrey Edwards, the referee, she got hit with a, a guitar shot. And one now, which was the first time she, I mean, I don't know why she's taking a bump. Um, but yeah, she, she took a guitar shot. And at the end, FDR kind of, um, 
Oh, she got a guitar shot, and so did Mark Briscoe got a guitar shot because Jeff Jarrett went and tried to hit uh um was a Dax with the with the guitar and missed and hit Mark Briscoe. They tried everything to beat the, the FTR in so many ways um to take those belts away from the FTR. And so we saw that and but so many interference at the end that blew up because the FTR ended up winning the match uh and retaining the AEW titles. Um and in the back uh we had Tony Starks in the back uh, uh, Ricky Stark. I mean, I don't know why I say Tony Stark. I'm thinking of Iron Man. Ricky Starks came to the back and was having an interview, and Jay White and Juice Robinson ended up jumping him. Um, and I don't know what FTR came to Ricky Stark's aid. So it looks maybe we're gonna have Juice Robinson and Jay White uh, be the next challenges for FTR. I could see them probably beating FTR, uh, but we. I hope not because I still want to see Aussie Open against FTR at Wembley or Forbidden Door. So we don't we don't know. So but that could be the next challengers for FTR. Then we saw the TNT title uh ladder match, which it was uh this was really crazy ass match. Uh, at one point, oh my God, I, I, I'm beginning to hate ladder matches for the simple fact uh we saw Dante Martin in March break his damn ankle because of a Canadian destroyer that Penta did on him at the Stairway to Hell in uh, Ring of Honor. And watching these these matches with ladder is so dangerous. At one point, Warlow jumped from the corner of the turnbuckle and jumped on the stairs where Christian Cage was trying to retrieve the belt, and the ladder broke and gave way. I mean, I thought... I thought uh, 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 Warlow broke his shin because he kept holding his shin and, and it, it could have a fractured shin. I mean, it was crazy. This was a crazy man. Then Warlow went and took it to another level. He went and did some Jeff Hardy top of the of the, uh, of the the ladder about probably 20 feet high and did a swanton bomb on Luchasaurus on the uh, on the table. So, it's, again, more interference in this match. I mean, but at the end, Warlow pulls it off. At least we didn't see a title change with the TNT belt because this belt is called the hot potato belt. Every time, every other pay-per-view, we see them, uh, they lose the belt, whatever the case may be. So this, I mean, it was crazy. Warlow hit a swanton bomb from 20 feet in the air from a ladder onto Luchasaurus and through a table, which it was uh, ridiculous. Now, this match that came up was the AEW Women's World title match tony storm the challenger versus uh jamie hater now i don't know if jamie hater was still hurt but this match was a clusterfuck and i'm gonna say that because first of all in the beginning of the match tony storm comes in and then they do the introduction for jamie hater she does not come out then they try it again and then all of a sudden you see the outcast soraya and ruby soho beating on jamie hater and they started and, and they started beating up on her. Then next thing you know, she made it to the ring and they kept interfering. Outcast kept interfering until probably Rip Baker came out again, started beating on Soraya and whatnot. And at the end, it, it, the ending was so stupid in a way because it looked like uh, the last time we saw that when Hater beat Tony Storm was because the turnbuckle was exposed. So this is the same way Hater lost her belt. It was quick. It probably was five minutes. I, I, I don't understand 
why they even did this. If Jamie Hayter was not cleared to wrestle, you should have, again, you should have, um, you know, done what they had to do. What's up, Mike? Uh, thanks for coming in and checking out the uh, the podcast. Like your little emoji on your on your, on your YouTube. <laughs> it's cool. Um, so you know, if it's just a, if he was, she was not, she wasn't clear to wrestle. She should have just gave up the belt. I guess they didn't want to go through this interim shit again. So they gave the belt back to Tony Storms. I mean, it's it's a good way to do it. Because now the outcast has control of that world title. So, you know. Then we had the trios title match, which I was scared because I love House of Black. And they had it in the house, this is the uh, house challenge, house, whatever they call that, the house challenge. It was the House of Black versus the Acclaim. And the Acclaim again lose with the microphone and whatnot. And I don't know. I don't know why Tony, uh, Tony Khan allows Mass Caxter to just say whatever he was. Uh, I think he was just in a racist comment, which I felt it wasn't even necessary. Talk about, oh, do you call it the House of Black, but there ain't no black members. Why do we even do this? Why? It makes no freaking sense to me. Um, but, it, but, it's, but it's ridiculous. It's, this is what you get sometimes from some of these people and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know. But the, the match is all right. It wasn't all that. Uh, I think, um, the acclaim uh, did the business they can. I mean, and House of Black, you know, um, they are still the most dangerous six-man tag there is. I mean, I like the way they do their things, uh, and I was glad that the acclaim did not beat them. Uh, the uh, the House of Black ends up retaining their six-man titles after they pin uh, Billy Gunn in the match. So they still, and, and I noticed that they changed those titles. Those titles are now silver. They're not gold when they first came. I guess they're doing it because it matches with them being the House of Black and all that. So, you know, that that seems, I mean, I got to get used to it. Now, the surprise of the night was the TBS title match. Now, Jay Carter, who has been, was 59-0 before coming into this match against Tyler Valkyrie, I predicted that she was going to lose the belt, so then maybe they go and move her up to wrestle for the world title. Um, I have Vaya Valkyrie winning that belt. Unfortunately, that's not exactly what happened. This was a, a good match. It shows you that Jay Carhill has improved so much compared to a year ago. Uh, I mean, many may not agree, but I think she has improved a lot. She did a Canadian Destroyer, which, I mean, everybody's doing that now. But and she did some moves that I'm like, wow, she has learned a lot. She has grown. And I like Jay Carhill, but I predicted that she was going to lose the belt to Tadja Valkyrie. She ends up being Tyler Valkyrie with Tyler Valkyrie's own move. You could think of the the, the role to Valhalla, but it's the Jaded is called for uh, Jay Carr. She ends up winning it. She was 60 and 0. Mark Sterling went, then started talking about there was no more challengers and all that. Now, earlier during the day, I was on, the, uh, on Twitter and I saw a tweet that Jay Carhill went and said that Chris Stanlander was made out of glass. And sure and behold, who shows up after Jay Carhill uh, retains her belt and Mark Sterling said he'll pull the title anytime, anywhere for anybody but Chris Stanlander. Chris Stanlander ends up beating uh, Jay Carhill for the TBS title 
ending her 60 win streak. 60 win streak, which is unheard of. Uh, she ends up uh, ending that streak now. Where does this Jay Carhill go from here? I'm sure they're probably going to have another wrestling match where probably Chris Allen is going to end up winning that 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 feud with Jay Carhill, and then Jay Carhill may move up and go after the world title. She will look fantastic with that AEW Women's title not being held by Tony Storm, which will be cool, but we'll see. The four pillars four-way match between uh, Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. This match, I mean, lived up to the hype. It was everything that you could imagine and whatnot. But the way MJF retained the belt shows you that this man is not only, you know, smart, but he's uh, he knows his way around that ring. And then at one point, we saw all these guys going at it outside. At one point, they, even, they, they locked themselves in different variation holes. It, it, it was crazy. But at the end, MJF went and put the world title on top of uh, Jungle Boy, who's already hurt by Darby Allen. And when Darby Allen went and hit his coffin drop from the corner, the belt was laying on top of Jungle Boy. So both wrestlers got hurt. And lo and behold, MJF pins again Darby Allen on a simple headlock and pins on a side headlock, pins Darby Allen. To retain the belt. And lastly, but not least, the main event. It was a double main event, but they had, this was the main event. We saw the Elite versus uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. And let me tell you something. It goes to show you the Blackpool Combat Club. They are trained for this. They, this is what they do. This is everything you can imagine. Um, I mean, at one point, Kenny Omega was thrown on a, on a poker chip full of glass and uh, bar wires. The bar wires was not excluded after this. Thumb thumb tags were included. I mean, wow. One of the Matt Matt Jackson went and got, they took his boot off or his sneaker off and they put thumb tags on the the ring and they went, I think it was uh, John Moxley and Brian Danielson went and dropped Matt Jackson's foot on the thumbnails, thumb tacks. It was oh my god, I, I was I was cringing. And it, it was everything you can imagine. You had screwdrivers, we had any chairs, everything you can imagine. But of course, Don Callis was in ringside doing commentating, and he was a big factor in this match as he went and tried to uh, distract uh, Kenny Omega. And he sure did because the Don Callis went in and all of a sudden you see this figure with a hat and a mask comes in and attacks Kenny Omega. And the next thing you know, why not? It was Konosuke Takeshita turning on the elite and then went and spiked Kenny Omega with the, with the screwdriver and they end up pinning Kenny Omega. And the Blackpool Combat Club beats the elite, which I already knew that was going to happen. Uh, and I had predicted that Takeshita was going to turn on the elite. You're welcome. Because people sometimes listen to me and they think I don't know what I'm talking about. The, the writing was on the wall. It was not. So now, this is a, and I've been saying this for months. Okay. The writing's on the wall, and this will show 
that Kota Ibushi will show up between now or Forbidden Door. I'm saying it right now. He's going to show up now or Forbidden Door. Could show up. So this is now a good storyline. And where all these other stories are going to end up, I don't know. But right now, we already got a match already set up. It was Soraya and Jericho versus uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. So that, that little match is going to continue through the summer. Maybe go all the way to all, to, to all in or whatnot. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, the MJF next challenger, who would it be? We don't know because now he's beating three guys in one night. So who knows what is scheduled for him there. So, but AEW uh, gave us more than we expected. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. It gave us more than what I expected because they didn't, to me, honestly, they did not uh, push the uh, the thing, uh, pretty much the... Uh, the pay-per-view like they usually do. So, uh, but right now with Collision coming up on the 17th, and then you have Forbidden Door coming up on the 20, I believe it's the 28th. It's a lot of things going on. We'll, we'll see what happens after that. That is it for me today, guys. Again, you guys can follow me on my YouTube channel and whatnot. Uh, I'm also on the Facebook Live right now, but you guys can follow me. For those who are on the Facebook right now, you can check out the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. You want to uh, be part of the of the of the group. You're welcome to. You also can follow me on YouTube channel. I got tons tons of 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 of, of content in there. I just did a four year anniversary show where we talked a little bit. My boy Jay Santi of the Turnbuckle Tablet. We talked a little bit about Nine of Champions, a little bit of the AEW Dynamite, and what's going on with AEW WWE. Check that out. Uh, you can check me on also on the audio podcast. I just dropped. It uh, uh, AEW review a preview yesterday uh, through the audio podcast, which includes um, um, the chokeslamwrestlingreport.com. Find me Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any audio podcast platform that you guys like to listen to the show. So, and this will also will be on the audio podcast. So, you guys who don't listen, who don't have time to sit down and watch the YouTube channel or Facebook, you can listen through it through audio. So with that also, I could check my uh, website, my store, veryincompressive.com. I mean, TCWR, veryincompressive.com. Check out my shirts, my hats, my sweat. Uh, I got other shirts in there. Again, that's tcwr.veryincompressive.com. This is the beauty of being live. You're making mistakes, and next thing you know, you know, it's crazy, but, you know, uh in the hot seat podcast officials thank you for coming through and whatnot what's up thank you for supporting the podcast again guys really four years i've been doing this officially today is the fourth year i've been doing this four five seasons four years doing this and i want to uh again uh thanks to those who have supported me especially my boy mick mike uh dirty heels um turbuckle tabloid my boy jay santi you know he always been there my boy michael sarantino uh and a host of other people who have supported the podcast and whatnot uh again i'm going to continue to do what i do best i'm not going to sugarcoat shit this is just me i'm going to give you what you want to hear i'm not going to be taking sides if AEW's messing up or WWE's messing up new japan's messing up, i'm going to talk about it i'm not taking no sides and whatnot i'm just going to give it to you the way it is so until then guys thank you very much 
for, again, supporting the podcast. Until then, guys, be safe, and I will see you guys next week with more The Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Top guy out. Oh, 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 o